No, but you did hear. You did hear it, huh? Yeah, you heard. It. Okay. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Okay. Right in the nick of time. It's good now. Okay. Okay. Make make sure now. I have this on here. That makes a difference. But you heard the reading of the scriptures and all that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Okay. Allow me to do something that we have never had to do before. The Word of God is so important. Allow me to read that passage again. I did not even have my face mic on. Uh, <clears throat> Proverbs, <clears throat> pardon me, Proverbs chapter 22, verses 21 through 29. Ladies and gentlemen, I have the high honor and the distinct privilege and the great pleasure to read in your hearing, Thus saith the Lord, the Word of God, the Holy Bible, the words of life. that I might make thee know the certainty of the words of truth, that thou mightest answer the words of truth to them that sin unto them. Can you hear that better now? Rob not the poor, because he is poor, neither oppress the afflicted in the gate, for the Lord will plead their cause and spoil the soul of those that spoiled them. Make no friendship with an angry man. Pardon me. And with a furious man thou shalt not go. Lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Be not thou one of them that strike hands, or of them that are sureties for debts. If thou hast nothing to pay, why should he take away thy bed from under thee? Remove not the ancient landmark which thy fathers have set. Seest thou a man diligent in his business? He shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for your holy word. <clears throat> Help us all to obey it and to apply it to our lives. To teach it to others in a discipleship way to preach the whole counsel of God and to preach your holy gospel that others may hear the gospel the good news and come to know you as Savior in Jesus Christ's name I do pray and forsake Amen Ladies and gentlemen, pardon me, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, my dear friends, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior and uh, 
uh, and you have the free pardon of your sins through him. <clears throat> pardon me. This is most important. For it determines whether or not you will go <clears throat> to heaven or whether or not you will go to hell. And so please pay attention as I present to you and preach to you the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the good news. First, please understand that you are a sinner. Uh, just as I am, the Pope is a sinner. The Dalai Lama is a sinner. Even Joel Osteen is a sinner. We're all sinners. We all have done evil in God's sight, willingly and repeatedly. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Secondly, the Bible lets us know that there is a penalty. There is a punishment for sin always, always in every area of life. Nobody gets away with sin. Sins such as lying, stealing, lusting in our hearts after people and things, coveting in our hearts what other people have, uh, dishonoring and disrespecting and disobeying our parents, dishonoring God by calling his name and using his name rather in vain, we all have sinned against God, committing adultery, having sex with anybody that you're not married to, fornication, committing the abomination of homosexuality, all of these sins will take you to hell if you don't believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. In Romans 6.23, the Bible says, For the wages of sin is death. The reason why I'm going to die, the reason why the queen died, the reason why you're going to die is because of our sinful nature and our sinful choices, the evil that we have done. And so, dear friends, God wants you to understand that if he will allow you to die from this earth, this beautiful earth, by the way, uh, because of your sins, he will allow you to go to hell to spend eternity to pay for your sins if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ who already paid for your sins. You might recall that John the Baptist introducing Jesus Christ said, Behold, the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Now I really don't know if John knew, John the Baptist knew whether or not he was going to die on the cross like he did as the Lamb of God to pay our sin debt. Uh, but he knew something. When he said, Behold the Lamb of God who taketh away the sin of the world. Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins and my sins, our lying and stealing and corruption and evil. And the Bible says very clearly that if you do not believe in the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, and call on his name and ask him to save you, you're going to an awful place called hell. In fact, you're on that road to hell right now. And Jesus Christ preached much about hell 
In fact, he preached more on hell than anybody in the Bible. He preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he hates us? No, but because he loves us. He wants you to turn your eyes upon him and believe in him and trust in him for your soul's salvation from the hell that you deserve and that I deserve. Jesus Christ said in 9, 43 through 48, that is Mark chapter 9, verses 43 through 48, in one of his classic sermons on hell. He said, If thy hand offend thee, cut it off. It is better for thee to enter into life maimed than having two hands to go into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched, where their worm dieth not, and the fire is not quenched. And if thy foot offend thee, that is what Jesus is saying here, if, you, if your feet take you to sin against God and against yourself, for you must understand God hates sin mainly because it hurts you, his creation. It messes your life up. He's saying here you'll be better off cutting off that foot and go to heaven by believing in him than to go to hell because you love to party hard and jam jam boogie boogie and let the good times roll. Cut it off, he said. It is better for thee to enter halt into life than having two feet to be cast into hell into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. And Jesus Christ said further, And if thine eye offend thee, pluck it out. It is better for thee to enter into the kingdom of God with one eye than having two eyes to be cast into hell fire where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. Hell is a very real place. There are millions of folk in hell right now and many of them went to hell from the church pews and from the church pulpits. They never knew Jesus Christ. So Jesus Christ is uh, not telling you to join a church to get saved. He never told you that. He never told anybody that. Jesus Christ is not telling you to get baptized to get saved. These things will not save you. Running around the church speaking in an unknown tongue will not save your soul. Giving money to the church, working hard as a volunteer in the church will not save your soul from hell. It is absolutely worthless. It won't get you closer to being saved. Because if that were true, then Jesus Christ would have died in vain. And that's not the situation. Jesus Christ did not die in vain. And this is why Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. For Jesus Christ said the most loving, most magnificent, and most important words ever said in the history of the world to mankind. He said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Should not perish, that means perish in hell. What I'm telling you is better than any movie, more important than any uh, documentary, and uh, more exciting than a football game. Because this is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is the good news. For God so loved the world, 
God so loved you. Put your name there. God so loved Brian. God so loved Betty. Put your name there. Make it personal. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, his only son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, perish in hell, that is, but have everlasting life in heaven with God and with Jesus Christ. <clears throat> so, dear friend, just believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus Christ. Obey the Lord Jesus Christ. Do what he tells you in this passage. Call on his name. Ask him to save you. For the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 13, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou you shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Right where you are. I know you might want to be in a nice pretty church. We all love beautiful churches. I know I do. But God does not require you to be in a beautiful uh, church building. I got saved. I was raised in the church. Beautiful churches. I can remember them in my mind's eye. Every last one of them. We were members of about five or six churches. My dad was a preacher. Mother a preacher. And I can still remember those churches. Inside and out. But do you know I didn't get saved in the church? In fact, I got saved in spite of the traditional church. I got saved uh, in my dorm room while I was in the Air Force. <clears throat> 19 years old. God had mercy upon my soul. And I believed in Jesus Christ and I got saved that night. My life, my whole life changed. And so you don't have to be in a church building. You don't have to uh, sit in a chair up front in the church. You don't have to shake the preacher's hand. You can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ right where you are. You might be sitting in a car. You might be walking the dog. You might be watching the football game with one eye and listening to me and watching me with them when I, I don't know. Just hit the clicker and go ahead on and get saved tonight. The game will still be there. <clears throat> so get saved tonight. Hell is at stake. There is a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart if you want to be saved tonight. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner <clears throat> and that I have done evil in your sight repeatedly. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. Please forgive me of all of my sins. my failures and my faults as I now believe in your Holy Son the Lord Jesus Christ who I now believe suffered bled and died on the cross for my sins paying for my terrible sin debt he was buried and that he rose from the dead on the third day Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. 
Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of all of my sins and help me to change and help me to repent and to follow you in the new newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and forsake. Amen. Now, dear friend of mine, Pardon me. Dear friend of mine, now if you prayed that prayer and you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, then according to the Word of God, the Holy Bible, you are now saved. And you're not on your way to hell, you're on your way to heaven by simple belief and faith in Jesus Christ and calling on his name and asking him to save you. So dear friends, to help you grow in the faith, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my little book free of charge titled What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Also, email us and let us know that you got saved tonight so that we can rejoice with you and pray for you and so that we can send you more materials free of charge to help you grow in the faith. And uh, we have people who are working around the clock. And so you can email us at any time and, uh, and get questions answered uh, and put in your prayer request if you have a prayer request. And we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Now, dear friends, we resume the standing uh, between the living and the dead devotional service as we read the family verses tonight Ephesians chapter 5 verses 22 through 24 this is for those who have a family or you are contemplating having a family if you want your family to go decently and in order it doesn't matter oh, uh, who you marry or why you marry them? There are rules to marriage. Most people do not think that that, that is the case in America. And they go the American way and think that marriage is something a little toy uh, for them to play with. That is theirs and they can do what they want. And If you don't believe me, just go ahead on and get married. You disobey these rules that God set down these New Testament commandments for marriage and family and I don't care if you like it or not it's not going to work well and then what you end up doing is doing what other American people do in their marriages lie and cover up and fake and be phonies and uh, do the silent treatment and and uh, hate each other and don't have sex anymore. Some people, some couples, have had sex more before they got married than they did after they got married. Uh, than they do after they got 
uh, after marriage. It's sad. Uh, and people just cover up. It's the Adams family instead of the Brady Bunch. There's confusion. You compromise and you manipulate. Manipulate and compromise. That's all it is in the American way, marriage and family, even in the church. And by the way, if the pastors don't believe the Bible anymore, which multiple polls have come out and, and surveys have come out and have stated that, if the church is not Bible-based, well, you know the families are not Bible-based. That's why we got churches where people are divorced and remarried in the same church. The husband's over there, still serving as a deacon with a new wife from the church, and the wife is married to another man in the church. That's a mess. Don't tell me. And, and don't tell me. Uh, that's not happening. I know for a fact that's happening. And these things, in the words of James, my brethren, ought not so to be. I don't know. I'm thinking about a church right now. Two good men. I don't know. I don't know how this happened. Two good young black men allowed this to happen. They were over the church. They allowed this to happen. All I know is they died young. That's all I know. That's all I know. I don't know why. I don't know. Don't ask me. I'm telling you. They died young and left families behind. They let that mess go on in the church. And one of them was divorced and remarried. And all I know is they died young. And I knew both of them. Anyway, people, do marriage God's way, not the American way, not the world's way. Wives, submit yourselves. Do it yourself. See? See? You know why my family, why, why I have been so blessed throughout my life. It has not always been the case. Pardon me. And with favor. I don't know how God did it because I was one of the most rebellious, meanest, nastiest men you would ever want to know. I, I, I don't know how God did it in my life, but I do know what he used. He chastised my behind. And he made it clear to me that I'm the boss here. Now, if you want to be used by me and blessed by me, then you're going to have to do it my way. Now, somehow he fixed my heart and just go ahead on and take that and be thankful for it. And from that point forward, he has not had any real problems out of me. And you know why? Because I choose to willingly submit. I, I, I have never had, I'm, I'm a grown big old man. I've never had a problem since I've been saved with the police. Never. I don't care what kind of town I'm living in, uh, if it's uh, majority white or not. Or oh, I've had people to pull me. I've had people to pull me over once they saw my attitude and my spirit, which I, I'm going to submit. Big old black man, you going to submit to the white police officer? Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. Submission is a beautiful thing and will prevent a whole lot of troubles and problems in your life. And, and this is what the queen tried to teach her family. Submit and obey and, and, and do your job, do your duty and go on. And then you can go behind the four walls of the palace and go crazy and have all kind of fun you want to have. But, but you need to do your duty. Submit to my leadership and do what I tell you and, and you'll be fine. You have plenty of time to have fun and go places and do this. And, okay. See, see, we oppose ourselves. Men and women. 
royalty uh, or not royalty. We oppose it is our wicked sinful nature causes us to oppose ourselves. There are thousands of women who think submission is a curse word. They don't they don't even understand how that that's their way to blessing and favor and your husband giving you the world, girl. See, you don't know that you're blinded to that. And you and, and more and more women are being taught by the high mighty feminist lesbian women of the day that you don't even need a man curse a man the man is not worth the flip uh we don't need men it's girl power now the girl who came out with the big time anthem about girl power women were girls run the world and all that kind of beyonce is married to her husband what 20 years now she's enjoying the benefits of marriage She's not as bad. She's not a bad girl like you think. She's in her marriage, you know. She's married to a man. While you out here trying to be a, 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 a girl who rules the world, and you don't even have a husband to, to, to guide you. And some of you are so proud and stubborn and rebellious and mean, uh, you can't be helped. And wise people will not try to help you. They'll let you go. I, I told a whole bunch of women. And some, some of them are still mad at me now. I said I'm glad for your freedom and liberty. How you feel free to do this and that. And you want to do what you want to do. And so forth and so on. I, I'm happy for you. Because contrary to what you think. I'm not intimidated by you. But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to let you go on your little journey. And I'll be here when you get back because I'm not going with you because it's not going to work. And you're going to end up with no husband. And you're going to end up uh, with your husband divorcing you. Or you divorcing him. Both are bad. And your children are going to hate you. And you're going to end up in life out here trying to uh, be a girl who runs the world with nobody to take care of you and to be with you in the sunset of your life because uh, I, I, and, and I and I, I said the, the other men who have sense and I will be right back here we're sitting right here waiting on you we may not want you anymore but we'll sit, be sitting here waiting on you and see there are women who hate that hate me for that I, I, I'm just telling you, you know, what the facts are this is not going to work it's not And some are so proud they'll never they will never come back and admit it didn't work. Okay, you want to be footloose and fancy free and just go wherever you want to go, do what you want, go ahead. But you can't be married and do that. You're not gonna leave my children behind at the house and, uh, and not take care of them. That has never happened in my household. Never. I didn't let it happen. And you got men today who let the wife just do anything. Run all over them. Gentlemen, you need to put your foot down and say no. No more. Because I love you, I'm going to stop you. See. Don't worry about it. If she gets mad and wants to become destructive. And what is it with some of you women who are so demon control that you want to destroy things because you can't have your way acting like a child submit to your husband you don't have to submit to some man on the job you don't have to submit anywhere but you need to submit to your husband and there are blessings hidden under submission that you don't know anything about I assure you sister if you humbly on your own cheerfully submit to your husband he will give you the world. If he's a Christian man. And even some lost men will give you the world. So that word. Yourselves. Is crucial. On up. Is important. Wives submit yourselves. Unto your own. Husbands as unto 
the Lord. As unto the Lord. That is significant. Everything you do as a Christian, all of you people who are Christians out there, uh, male and female, everything you do in your family life and in every other part of your life, you need to do it as unto the Lord, always. And especially in your marriage life and family life, because see, pardon me, you will avoid a whole lot of problems if you do it as unto the Lord. Don't let people get you off track and on their devilish territory doing things in the flesh. You do it for the Lord. You love your wife for the Lord. You love your husband and submit to your husband for the Lord. You love your children under the Lord and for the Lord and for their sake. You ought to have natural affection for your children. There's something wrong somewhere, mommy. If you don't like spending time with your children, you're sitting there crying, talking about some kind of postpartum depression and all that. Well, you know, get on with it. Millions of women have had to do this. Uh, your grand, your great-great-grandparents had to do it in a slave cotton field. They dropped the baby and took care of what they needed to take care of, and they were getting it again within a day or so with the baby on their back. So stop crying and whining and get up and pray and do your job. You see, you, you don't have any compassion. You don't have any love. That is love. See, you got the wrong idea of love. Some people need to be told, stop this whining and crying. Get up off your do nothing and do what you're supposed to do. And you'll be amazed at what God will do and what you will do with the help of God. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. You say, well, preacher, have you ever told your wife that? Many times, many times. You're not going to manipulate me with that foolishness. There's nothing, see, watch this, 97, 98% of you women out there, there's nothing wrong with you. You're just full of hell and the devil. And pride and stubbornness and rebelliousness and foolishness in the American way. Get on with it. That's what the queen will tell you. Get on with it. Do your job, man. And do you know that once I got on my wife and made her wash the dishes and made her clean the house and made her fold the clothes. And for some reason, uh, is there anybody else out there, any other husbands have this issue with their wife? My wife would make an issue out of simple things like washing the clothes from day one even to this day there's an issue she makes something that should be just a pleasant wonderful little experience she makes an issue and has made an issue of washing the clothes for 34 years and you know what i have done i did not let her make it an issue let's, let's get on with it huh Move you behind and get to moving and get get the clothes gathered up and go ahead and wash the clothes. That's it. And do you know after it's all done, she's happy as she could be. On any of these things. Because Joyce Myers, the reason why men love Joyce Myers is because she tells you wives to get over yourself. And this foolishness that the devil drives you to do. This whining, complaining, and moaning, 23 personalities, mood swings, and everything. Your children don't even know who you are, much less your husband. They don't even know who you are today. What is your name today? Legion, evidently. You hear me? Ah, uh, you know, you, you know. She needs a man who's going to be a man and say, no, cut this mess out and get this house cleaned up and get these children fed some oatmeal at least and stop letting them eat junk. See, that's, that's a man for you. A man is not always doing what the, the sweet evangelicals told you to do. See, if you, here's what the sweet little evangelicals say. Now see, if you buy her flowers every Tuesday night, She'll act a little better. No, she won't. 
if you take her out on a date on Friday night and and and, and pay a uh, 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 yellow and green and blue-haired babysitter to take care of your precious children that you're trying to raise for Christ, uh, you know, $150, while you go spend $400 on a dinner and this, that, and the other, while she's turning your children into homosexuals, she would act better because she would feel honored and loved and so forth and so on. And then I, and, and then you, you, you do all of that and it doesn't help her. She's not going to change and she's going to do what she wants to do and she's going to keep on taking your flowers and taking your little dates and uh, she's not going to be giving you what you need to be getting and she's not going to be giving the children what they need. It's not going to change anything. Because first of all, we're married. We don't need to be dating anymore. You can do that if you want. But we're married. We can date at home with our children. What is this thing? Well, I need a break from these children. I need to get away from my children. For you, you, They're your children. What are you talking about? That's not biblical. Look at me real good. Look, see, you caught it with the American way. That's why you're married. What is this Martian saying to me? No, you don't need a break from your children. We had older women to say that when uh, uh, my wife and I were raising, uh, when I was raising my children, and the, some of the uh, saints would come down for the conference, older women, your wife might need a break, you know, from the children. Y'all ought to go on a cruise together without the children. I said, and what, do what with my children? Leave them with you? Leave them with my mother and them who don't have time for them? No, I'm not doing that. Because, see, I remember when my father and mother left us, we did all kinds of shenanigans. I, for, I spoke my first pack of cools when my parents left us with grandma and them. Grandma, I, I can't even remember. Now, grandma will, you know, tell you to say your prayers at night without that. I mean, other great-grandmother would do that. My mother, grandmother Beeman, she was, I mean, she was doing what she needed to do. And we were left to ourselves with our cousin. That's a, that's a dangerous mix. It is amazing that we didn't die. I, I'm not going to do that. We did all kinds of things that my parents don't know about to this day. They didn't, they didn't know about me smoking a pack of cigarettes. Until uh, just now, my mother's listening tonight. My dad never knew that. He never knew that we were uh, drinking Coke 45 and Boone Farm and everything else. As children. And then jumping on the bed, getting ready to burn the great-grandmama's house down, smoking a cigarette. As children. I'm talking young children. How young were you, preacher? Well, I, I, I can tell you this, what was on the radio was sitting on the dock of the bay, wasting time. That's a long time ago. I believe that's back in the 60s. That's not good. Leaving your children with grandmama. You know, they don't have the energy all the time especially these so-called grandmothers they, they're listen to me they're grandmothers in name only grandfathers in name only this generation they trying to get their groove on while the young people are trying to get their groove on when they should be sitting on the porch somewhere protecting the children and teaching the children something I've got to go and uh, he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands. In some things, nope. In uh, a few things, nope. In everything. Now, what that? Watch this. When we have arguments all the time, there would not be any arguments if you submitted to your husband in everything. My wife, Marika White, and I, 34 years married, we have never had an argument about nothing. 
there's not going to be an argument. You know why? Because I'm the head. I know my position. And I will, uh, if, if there's any argument, I'm going to say what I need to say, and that's going to be it. Well, that's not fair. That's not the American way. We're not doing the American way. We're doing the Bible way. We've never had an argument. She, she does not have uh, grounds to argue with me. Period. There's no argument. That's what you're used to in your home growing up. And that's what you're used to in your home now. You're just doing the same thing your mother and father did. That's why y'all hate each other. No. Uh, she's going to submit. And now she may go and blow or uh, huff and puff, you know, uh, something like that. And I get on her about that too. Smirk. Roll her eyes from California to North Carolina. That don't mean anything to me. Because this case is closed, baby. It's closed. <laughs> you know why? Because I understand my authority in the home. And, and she's a proud Jamaican hot-tempered woman and and this is world famous all Jamaican women know about it all Jamaican men know about it too that's why they always try to marry somebody else from another country fire <laughs> and they and they don't know how to handle them but I knew how to handle my wife from day one because I'm, I'm gonna do it the Bible way and like I told her before we got married so we're going to do it the Bible way or no way. I Meaning, you know, whatever. I mean, you do whatever you want to do. But we're, gonna, we're not going to do it your parents' way because y'all are divorced. All, all your family is divorced and remarried and all that kind of stuff. We're not going to do it my parents' way because they stayed together, but they separated several times. And it was a hellacious situation with my mother ruling over my father. I, somehow something clicked in me that I would never have that kind of situation. I even talked with my dad about it. I even talked with my mother about it. I didn't try to change them. Far be it from me. That's your, that's your marriage. But I'm not going to be that. My little brother tried to talk with them about it. He was right there with me. And, and so I, 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 I told my wife before we got married now, Ephesians chapter 5, Ephesians chapter 6, that's what we're going to live by. That's what we're going to do. And everything is on the table, everything is off the table. Whatever. And now, you got to mean that when you say that. See, and women know whether or not you mean stuff. They do have uh, what they call it, intuition. Women have intuition into men. God gave them that to protect them and all of that. They know, they know, they may not have intuition in everything else, but they got intuition in, in as far as a man is concerned. And they can tell whether you just blowing smoke or you telling the truth. And if you're the real deal. Because they say in their minds all the time, I'm a lot to handle. And can you handle all of this right here? Everything. My 23 personalities, my mood swings. Can you, can you handle all of that? And if you're not man enough to handle it, you don't need to get married. As one man used to say, handle it, handle it. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray for... Uh, the healing of all Christian marriages based upon obedience to your holy word. And Holy Father God, we also pray now, Lord, yes, for the millions of people who are hurting, the millions of people who are suffering due to the coronavirus plague and other plagues and issues now. the plague of long continuance. Comfort them as only you can. Draw them to yourself for salvation and we pray for some by name as we have done now for going on 900 services. Lord, by your grace and I thank you, Lord, for the Nequa continuing to provide this list. We 
pray for the family and friends of California resident Rene Ortega, for the family and friends of Oregon resident Amy Martin. We pray for the family and friends of Texas resident Louis Libering Jr. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the prayer requests that have come in, the new prayer requests. We pray for PK, please help him to keep a short sin account with you. We pray for Pastor Bashibi. Thank you for the new baptisms, great services, and election results. Please save and comfort Teresa's family and bless Benson with a job. Bless them to complete the Najanda roofing and church structure. Save, protect, and provide for the orphans and wid widows. And please send rain across Africa. We pray, Lord, for Nita. Please save and miraculously heal a six-year-old Israeli boy named Yankee. Y-A-N-K-Y from fatal cancer. Save and comfort his entire family. Please provide a permanent loving home for the two dogs. And Lord, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for Crystal. Thank you for curing her, filling her with your Holy Spirit, and breaking all her chains. Please help her find her path to healing others or helping to pray for the healing of others by the power of your grace. And Lord, we pray for the people who have gotten saved through the preaching of the gospel, through this ministry. We thank you for the thousands and we thank you for the few names that we have here tonight who have gotten saved. Help them all to stand strong in you and to obey your holy word. We pray for Barbara, Esperanza, Francisco, Armando, and Nolis. We pray for the people who have recommitted their lives to you as well. Rosalia, Mario, Evelyn, Beltra, and Dorcas, and thousands of others, and help them all to stand in the faith and not to backslide. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. God bless you, dear friends. Until next time, as we listen to the hymns of the faith, make sure you pray without ceasing. Pray with your family.